Welcome to this month's episode of the World of Roofing podcast, hosted by John Kenny of Cockney Consulting and Andrew Rowley of RoofMapping.com, where we will introduce you to a new roofing industry artisan from around the world. All right. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to our next episode of the World in Roofing. Um, I know you're saying, whoa, somebody's missing. Yes, Andrew's out today. Um, he's actually out on assignment, so uh, we, we're going to miss him today, but he wanted us to continue on, so we're going to do today's episode. And today, I have Troy, and I'm going to let Troy and herself introduce himself in a minute because he's a really, really great guest to have on here. Um, I don't even want to spoil the surprise of all the things that Troy do, is, has done and is doing in our industry. So, Troy, take it away. Thank you very much, John, and uh, happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me. It's actually an honor to be on your podcast. Our uh, pleasure. I watch it all the time. So, yeah, my name is Troy Ferreira, and I'm the technical director with the Canadian Roofing Contractors Association, which is uh, similar to the NRCA, the National Roofing Contractors Association, who are good friends and partners of ours. And um, I've been here with the CRCA for approximately five years now. Um, I came, my past, uh, before CRCA, I was working as a consultant, a roof consultant, uh, kind of uh, doing uh, roof assessments, field inspections, doing a lot of re-roofing jobs, uh, a lot of repairs and whatnot. Um, before I was a consultant, I worked uh, with a, a commercial contractor, um, one of the biggest ones in North America. I worked... Um, as a coordinator and also in the service department uh, as a superintendent, you know, running crews and scheduling uh, uh, different crews and doing repairs and roof replacements and leak, chasing leak calls and all that kind of fun stuff. And um, yeah, but I didn't actually start out in the roofing industry. My uh, construction career when I was 20 years old, approximately started out. I started out in uh, shingling, just to, as a shingler roofer for a couple of years, and then I moved on to as a to a framing and good carpentry. I worked as a framer where we put up, uh, we worked in subdivisions and putting up just the frames of homes, just popping those up really quickly. Um, I moved on from there into uh, interior finishing and interior carpentry, where I worked with um, a renovation company for quite a few years, where I quite liked doing that type of work. Um, then in my 30s, I went back to school to get my construction engineering technologist uh, diploma. And uh, right after that, right after school, I kind of just fell into the commercial roofing industry where I started work, like, working with a commercial roofing contractor, like I said. And um, yeah, the rest is history. I'm just, uh, I like, I love the roofing industry. I find it's a, a kind of a niche industry in the construction industry compared to all the other trades. Um, it's it's a tough industry. It's a, it's a, there's, it's hard work, but um you know, it's it's a necessary industry. Uh, roofing is a it's a big part of the building envelope. You know, yep. protects everyone keeps everyone dry and keeps everyone safe from uh, the elements. So yeah, I quite enjoy and and the people in the roofing industry, uh, such as yourself and many people who I meet, uh, always willing to share share ideas and talk and um, you know just collaborate on on what's going on. And it's great to speak to you down in the states a lot. So. I can get the perspective of what's going on down there compared to up here in Canada. Uh, we're similar in a lot of ways, but we're also different in, in quite a few ways, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, and that's what uh, that's what this whole thing's about. That's why it is the world of roofing, and we I love to be able to bring the different uh, perspectives uh, to our audience. And, and your story is not like many of us and many that we talk to in here. Once you get into roofing, 
uh, you know, you're always in it. And, that, and that's what we like to, the younger uh, generation, you know, coming in, there's a great career paths. And uh, that's what we're trying to do with this podcast is to actually, uh, you know, accentuate on those areas and, and let people know there's a great, great opportunity. And it's fun. It is a lot of fun. We get to, like you say, I, I have the pleasure of meeting you guys up there and attending the conference last year. And that's great stuff that you get a chance to uh, hear different ideas because you are right. That was a great statement. We're very similar in a lot of ways, but yet there's a lot of things that are different. And it's great to learn what makes us different, how we do things in different areas of, of you know, the continent and, and the country and the world. And then, uh, but the roots are all the same, which is, makes it so interesting. Yeah, so, yeah, um, I agree. One of the things I want to ask you is uh, when you got, like, your, so tell us a little bit about the work that you do within the organization with the contractors and that. Yeah, so like I said, I'm the technical director and I support uh, our members and, and not just our members, the industry in general with, with you know, technical issues with regards to roofing. Um, we support all of our, our members, obviously. Uh, a big part of what we do is we collaborate um, with uh, the NRC here in Canada, which is the National Research Council of Canada, who they, they take on a lot of the research um, in construction and in different uh, areas of construction. So we, we're heavily involved with the research part uh, with regards to roofing and building envelope. I sit on approximately eight different uh, uh, committees with the, the National Research Council on different research projects that are ongoing right now. Uh, a lot of these projects are related to energy efficiency and, and you know, adapting to climate change and, and you know, building our buildings uh, better and more resilient to, to last uh, for uh, to last for the future and the, the future. We're, they're looking at the future climatic loads these days. They're not looking at the past anymore because you can't you can't count on the past. Right. Loads. You have to look at the future because it's so different now. So. Um, that's a big part of what we do to support the industry is, uh, you know, we're, um, Wendy Fraser and myself, uh, we're the technical department at the CRCA and we both between us, I think we sit, sit on approximately 30 different committees. We sit on committees with the CSA, um, the ASTM, ULC. Um, I'm also heavily involved with IBEC, which uh, you guys have in, down in the, the States. That's where they're located. But mm -hmm. they've come up to Canada now, and they, they have, we have several chapters up here. And the chapter that I'm, I'm vice president of the Quebec, Ontario chapter, which is the newest chapter. I'll be president uh, starting in January. But, um, yeah, we're, we work closely with them as well. And as well with the NRCA, the NRCA collaborates with us um, on a lot of the research projects that we do up here. Um, they also collaborate with us on our, we have a national technical committee, which you've been a part of, John, and it's an honor to have you there, where we have uh, members, uh, our, our members from across the country who come together uh, twice a year to collaborate and share different uh, issues and different, um, you know, technologies that are going on in their areas. So, um, yeah, we do a lot of work to try to better the roofing industry in general, not just for our members, but, but for everybody. Yeah, then we talked uh, one podcast that uh, uh, prior to this one, um, the gentleman on there, he spent some time in roofing in Canada before he uh, went off to Australia. And we brought that up and it was uh, Red Seal uh, roofing. He got up there. Uh, I know a lot, especially in the our U.S. Uh, listeners and probably even in the European listeners don't know exactly probably what the Red Seal might be. Uh, tell us a little bit how that is used in our in roofing industry in Canada. 
Sure, absolutely. So I was heavy, heavily involved with CRCA. We were heavily involved, and so were all of our members in the development of the Red Seal standard for the roofer trade. Um, that was a couple of years ago. We produced that standard. And so the, the Red Seal is the gold standard um, for certification in, in any trade. So I think there's approximately 54 Red Seal trades where you can, it's, it's, it's through a combination of classroom and, and, and practical and, and on-site work. Uh, it's usually around a three-year uh, training course, both, you know, in the field and in the office. And once you have that certification, like I said, it's considered the gold standard. What it allows you to do is move around in Canada from province to province uh, with that certification and work anywhere. Whereas if you don't have it, uh, you might have an issue uh, working in the different provinces. So we, we helped a lot with uh, developing that standard. Uh, you know, roofer is a red seal trade. And as you, as you said earlier, it, it is a great trade. Um, we're trying to promote it as much as we can in Canada. You know, we have the same issues as you guys have with uh, labor shortages, right? And not just in construction, but just in, in a lot of different areas, there's labor shortages. But especially in roofing up here, we're really feeling it. Uh, that's the number one issue that our our members are seeing is just a, a shortage of labor. And we're doing everything we can. Our members are, are, are using immigration. Uh, we're trying to promote roofing like, like you're doing with your podcast. You know, we, we're, we've jumped on board with the NRCA and National Roofing Week, which is kind of um, a social media campaign during June where we try to just kind of advertise roofing and, and, and put pictures out there and, and videos of what everyone's doing to try to show, you know, the youth that it is a viable a viable trade, you know. Uh, unfortunately, it's not the first trade that a lot of kids think of when they're going to go to trade school or when they are. When we do get those few kids that are thinking about the trades, typically they're not thinking about roofing. So, um, you know, when a lot of people think of roofing, they just think of the people doing your shingles and whatnot. But they, a lot of people don't understand what goes up on a big building on, on, those, on those flat roofs. And there's, there's a lot of building science involved. There's a lot of technology, especially these days with the AI and the drones and, and all, all these kinds of satellite takeoffs that's available. Um, that's what we have to appeal to with the youth because they're very technology based. And uh, if we can attach, I have two young boys as well, uh, 12 and 16, and I'm trying to steer them towards the trades. Um, it's, it's hard, it's hard. It doesn't seem like they're, they would rather do something on their computer and with AI or something like that, or drop shipping with Amazon. but. Um, trying to make them understand that the, the trades are going to be the high-paying jobs to get in the future. It's going to it, be it is. It's a, this is a very high-paying job, and I think we don't do a good enough, uh, you know, voice in our industry just, uh, you know, really pointing that out. I mean, it's and, – and also, too, you don't need to stay in the field your entire career. Field is a great learning place, and I think we're probably – some of the strategies that I'm seeing out there is maybe plan on working there for 10 years and then you can move into other. And if we could get that kind of rotation going, that would be uh, very helpful. But I'm glad yeah. you brought up the AI part with, with your uh, sons. I think you're going to see a massive uh, change in the ne within the next decade. It's going to be sooner, but within the next decade, I think it's going to be more norm than yes, anything else. Absolutely. And I think we're going to attract that younger generation because you're going to have robotics driven by AI and different things in our industry. And I think that's going to bring a whole new workforce in. So that was a great point that you brought up. Yeah, I agree. AI is going to be, it's going to be here to stay. And like I said, my, my 16 year old son, he's actually working on an AI bot. He knows all about these things already. So for them, it's going to be Fantastic. a normal thing. They're going to come up in that. 
environment, right? Yeah, it's going to be, it's like anything else. It, cautiously embrace, you know, embrace the technology like any other technology. Yes. And it will find its medium and then we'll be able to work forward with it, I believe. Yeah. So what, um, what, what else um, here that I, you know, we didn't ask you a whole lot of direct questions. You covered a lot, which is fantastic. But what, what are some of the uh, struggles that you've seen or, or currently see in the industry other than labor? Um, anything like, like I know you have different areas up there with the, the you know, you have uh, in, in the different provinces, you definitely have extreme weathers to both ends, the same as, you know, we Absolutely. do here in the state. So, but even not on weather, what do you see as a big challenge is coming up other than labor? Uh, other than labor, I think a, a big challenge has to do with, um, um, so roof, when, when roof installations happen, um, you know, the designers are designing the roofs and they're supposed to do um, all this, the calculations for things like wind uplift and your yard values that are required. And, and, and these responsibilities belong to the designer of record, whether it's a, you know, an engineer or roof consultant, but somebody who's, you know, approved and trained to do these calculations and, you know, put them on the drawings. So uh, a lot of issues we're having is these responsibilities are, it's still happening where it's being, it's being, um, you know, passed on to the roofer to where there'll be kind of a broad statement saying that, um, you know, the roof must meet all building codes or the wind uplift for the area. Um, and then putting it on the contractors to go and figure that out, which, you know, that they're not, that's not their job. So typically they would have to go and hire someone to do those calculations. And if they don't, and if they take on that responsibility, then they essentially become the designer record. So it's just a little bit of a, it's downloading a responsibility, which um, here in Canada, you know, when it comes to wind uplift, it's a big thing. And we have uh, a standard called CSA uh, 123.21, which is, you know, wind uplift resistance for membrane roofing systems. And that's just an issue that we hear from our members a lot that constantly the, the um, these loads aren't being provided and they're being passed on to the roofer to get and, um, they become liable if they take on that responsibility. So that's one of the things. I'm not sure if you guys have similar issues up in, in the, uh, down in the States with wind uplift and uh, who provides that information and where. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's his uh, story as old as the age of roofing, I think, when it comes to de designer responsibility, contractor design responsibility, and there's a huge gray area in there. And, yeah. and I think it's great the work you're doing uh educating the contractors on that because as a contractor you have to stay out of that that yeah. is not where you want to get your liability in so i i agree there um is there anything else that i didn't ask you or we didn't cover that you'd like to bring up for our audience sure i'd just like to mention um so the crca has um uh, a biannual trade show it's every two years it's similar to the ire oh it's just on a smaller scale mm -hmm. it's called roof tech and roof tech happens every other year uh, on odd numbered years. So the next one will be in 2025 and it typically occurs in April. And it's really Canada's only major exposition for, for roofing and building envelope. Um, it's a trade show. We usually have about 
150 exhibitors there and we usually have a few three to four thousand pass through the doors uh, it's a two-day show typically so that's something that occurs every other year just uh, want everyone to know about that and also our our AGM our annual general meeting uh, as you know it moves around from year to year and you were at the last one in Newfoundland the next one will be in beautiful Victoria BC and that will be May May 10th to 12th um, so we're hoping to have a good turnout and hopefully we can even see you there, John. I know it's a far ways for some people. But, uh, <laughs> I've never been there, so I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, Great. that's that pretty pretty much sums it up for the CRCA. Cool. So your trade. So a little bit different. So your trade show, um, that's a little different than what the IRE is. You really concentrate on the, the education of the products in the field and you don't really have like the educational stuff. You do that at the AGM, right? Well, don't. There's also educational. There's also uh, seminars at the uh, at okay. So on each of the two days before before the show starts, that's when the seminars are. So there, that's another potential you know area for you to uh, potentially come come up to Roof Tech. Uh, you've never been to a Roof Tech, I don't think. Uh, no, John? I sorry. Actually, when I got involved, we we just ran into the pandemic. Uh, yeah, right. A bit coming out of that, but well, that's very interesting. So anybody that uh, is used to going to the IRE. Uh, and you are a listener and you may be on that uh, fringe of the northern border. Um, that sounds like a great opportunity to uh, get a chance to cross over and and uh, meet our friends up in Canada. So definitely keep that in mind with the education uh, seminars, two days and then the, the floor show. I know you do have a lot of great uh, things. One question I do have for you before we break. I know I've talked to it. I get this question all the time. Built-up roofing, asphalt built-up, is still very uh, active in Canada in, in comparison to the market share, I believe, here in the U.S. Is that correct? It still happens. It's get, it's it's on the decline. Um, the big the big push in Canada is also to go flameless, um, and a lot right. of the manufacturers are pushing it um, to go flameless. So. Um, you know, try to move away from those, you know, those hot asphalt applications. Um, however, I don't, I, I can't see it going away um, completely, especially in, you know, like you said, some of these areas in Canada are very cold and, um, you know, certain systems just don't work as well as others. Um, but the push is to go in that direction and away from, uh, you know, torches and hot asphalt and all that stuff. So, um, but we, we still have it. Yes. I still yeah. one of my favorite systems, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I cut my teeth on it as well. I understand. <laughs> well, great. So, Troy, thank you so much for being a guest today. Uh, always informative. And, and as always, your friend, it's great to have a chance to chat with you as always as well. And uh, our to our audience, I want to thank you once again for uh, you know, all the great followership. You know, we're really increasing. You're making us uh, one of the number one podcasts in what we do. So I, uh, I want to thank you all for that. And we'll continue on uh, for another great season coming up. And we'll catch you on the next one. So thank you very much and see you all later. Thanks so much, John.